Next on BYU Sports Nation, so what now for BYU basketball? Another loss to Pepperdine puts the Cougars on the NCAA tournament ropes. Receiver Akile Davis joins us from DeSoto, Texas after signing with the Cougars Wednesday, plus the latest BYU football staff departure. And Lexi Eaton drops a career-high 37 points. She'll join us in studio. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision. This is how we do it. Presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Friday, February 6th, wherever and however you're dialing. Great to have you with us. My name is Spencer Linton. Teamed up with pre-calculus mid-year enrollee. Jerem Jordan. That was the last math class I took uh, at BYU. At no, BYU? no, I, in high school. Oh, I, I didn't take one at BYU. Calculus at BYU. I somehow got away with no math class at BYU. I did graduate, I think. Right? They sent uh, me the paper. We're gonna have to look into that. Can someone confirm that Jerem actually graduated from BYU? I did. <laughs> I'm of here. Of course you did. <laughs> Let's start with some good news, my friend. It's gonna there be is good 65 news? degrees. There's no good news. It's going to be 65 degrees today. That's the coldest 65 of my life. on February 6th in Utah. Oh, stop. You know it feels fantastic. There's Loss nothing not ab- last night. There's nothing about today that feels t- fantastic. Oh, my goodness. This is a terrible what about, day. What about volleyball, Jeremy? You're the voice of BYU men's volleyball. Is that terrible, I, too? Yes. No, it's not. I'm in such a bad mood right now. Oh, my goodness. And for multiple reasons. BYU loses to Pepperdine. Jeff Martson. Going to Colorado State, BYU's director of player personnel. That's a bummer. Yep. I am, I am ticked! I couldn't tell. The conversation we'll fun for the next hour. Alive and well on Twitter, 24-7, available to all of you. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of our conversation on BYU Sports Nation. What's your best possible outcome for BYU Hoops season at this point? Hash, use the hashtag BYUSN at PWNR1019, one of our regulars. NIT champions by an average of 20 points per game make the selection committee feel like they were wrong. Will the selection committee ever feel like they were wrong? Who cares if they were wrong or not? If you don't, if you no. don't get in, which we'll talk about, obviously, what has to happen for BYU to get in. And, and now what? Now what? I, I have a strong opinion on what now for BYU. It's, I'll tell you in a minute. You have a strong opinion? Always. Shock factor! Here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines and what we're talking about today. As Jerem mentioned, BYU basketball loses at Pepperdine 80-74. to Overshadowed Why? in that, Tyler Hawes becomes the West Coast Conference all-time scoring I didn't even leader. realize that till right now. That's quite the accomplishment. That's awesome for Tyler. Passing the late, great Hank Gathers. Jeff Judkins, congratulations to our guy, Juddy. Yeah. 300 wins. There's some good news. As You're the right. coach You're right. There's some good BYU news. BYU women's hoops. Yeah. Lexi Eaton helped him get there last night. 37 Woo! points, 14 rebounds, both of those career highs. She'll join us later. Jeff Martson, director of football player personnel for BYU football, leaving for Colorado State, what we assume is uh, a nice upgrade for him. We don't know all in the, the details. <laughs> we can speculate. It'd be weird if he, I mean, we'll, we'll talk later about it, what we means and what that position means to BYU. Where do they go from here? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm bummed about that. I thought Jeff did a good job. More on that later. We'll talk to Akile Davis, uh, one of the guys that Jeff helped recruit. Akile said, that's my guy. So, yeah, that's, uh, 
That's a bummer that, that BYU loses out on Mr. Martson. BYU Volleyball tonight, Cal Baptist. Volleyball. will take on the Cougars on BYU TV, 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain. Jerem Jordan on the call. You're right. There is some sunshine amidst the darkness. Not a ton, but there is some. Do you feel worse today compared to last year after BYU lost to Pacific? I hate both those moments. <laughs> losing stinks. It's Absolutely. The, losing is the worst! Can you, can in sports. You, can you find it in, in you to rise and shout? Because it's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. So what now for BYU basketball? BYU loses against Pepperdine 80-74. to The Cougars swept by the waves this season. Huh? They've now lost three of the last four against the Malibu Mob Squad. BYU led by as many as 16 late in the first half, lose by six, and now fall to 7-5 and five in conference alone in fourth place of the WCC. And fourth place is a, a big-time buzzword for this BYU basketball team. That's a terrible place to be in because that's where Gonzaga is going to be in the semifinals on Monday, uh, and it, that's not awesome. BYU loses this game because the second half, Pepperdine made adjustments that BYU could not counter. BYU dominated the first half. I called it great on the Twitter machine. BYU up by 16 at one point. It ends up being 13 at half because the Waves make a deep three. BYU was awesome on the boards. They played really good defense, and they were getting to the rim, and it was awesome. And I tweeted a sweet gif of Jim from the office, and I was super happy. And then the second half... Pepperdine attacked the rim, couldn't miss, shot 64%, outboarded BYU by 12, I believe. It ended up even, and the Cougars uh, couldn't buy a bucket down the stretch and lose this game, and the at-large hopes are over. Tourney train, see you later. In fact, we've got this hat that occasionally you would possibly wear. This, this leaves the set. It's over. <laughs> what? That's drastic. The at-large possibility, dead. Obviously, if BYU... Is it dead or because now you're going to say that there's the at, a chance? The, no, the at-large possibility, Gonzo, see ya. BYU has to beat Gonzaga for the, in the semi, probably as four seed, in Vegas and win the title. That's the only way in my okay. mind that BYU gets in. Is there still a game against Gonzaga in the regular season finale? Technically, yes. Yeah, there is. There is. They're is there the second best team in America, dude. BYU doesn't go in and win that game. It would be unbelievable. I know. I'm not saying it's like, but the fact remains. There is still a game. I'm not holding on to hope for that. Are you? Okay. Look, I know that I know that there are I know at least, they play a game. I know that there are at least twenty guys on that BYU basketball squad, coaches and players, that are absolutely holding on to hope and want to play hard to try and win that game. Absolutely. Play hard, try and win the game. I'm talking about whether BYU actually wins that game or not. You are Mr. Technical You are Mr. Technicality, okay? And I told you there's a technically a game. And there's a chance. There is a chance. But it's so that small. That doesn't mean that I'm saying BYU is going to win that game. I know there's a chance. Do you have hope that BYU wins that game? Yes, I hope. Of no, course no, I hope. No, Do you have hope that they will win the game? Yes, because of the way that they shoot the three-pointer. That's, that, is, that is the crazy mix in all of this. I never want to tell someone they're not capable of doing something. This is hard because that game is a game that BYU 99 out of 100 times probably loses. 99 out of 100? They are good, dude. It's Kentucky, and then it's Gonzaga. I'm not saying that they're not. If BYU wins that game, 
I, I'll do something crazy. I'll shave my head. Let's say that. If BYU beats Gonzaga in Spokane, I'll shave my head. Listen, wow. listen. You know I love BYU. I am so BYU. But that game is going to be so hard. So it becomes BYU trying to get to the NIT at this point. That's what the, that's what the season is. I, that's what the reality is. I, if they I'm win not. in Vegas or in Spokane against Gonzaga, that is unbelievable. They, okay, because it, of this, just, what this team has done this I year. I just can't stand by the fact that people are like, there is 0% chance for BYU to get into the NCAA tournament as an at-large because technically there is a big-time game on the schedule still against the number two team in the country. I understand that it's the longest home winning streak. I understand that they are Gonzaga. It doesn't sound like and you they understand are world that. beaters. Why? Why is it? When you were it, single, did you have a shot at dating Jessica Alba? Yes. Yeah, there was a chance. Yes. But no, there wasn't. Yes, I did. Come on, man. I did. I married somebody better than Jessica Alba. So yeah, there's always a there shot. There wasn't a shot. That's not at a you good. Dating that's Jessica not a good Alba? comparison because I married way up, dude. So I'm yeah, not, I'm not you're giving about... me hope. You're giving me hope that BYU can go and beat Gonzaga because I married way up. Good for you. I'm not talking about who you married. I'm <laughs> saying <laughs> the, the season to me now is play as best you can. Play play to win every game. Uh, win the next four. Be competitive in Spokane. Be uh, win that quarterfinal. Hope that you beat Gonzaga. You know, in the semi, somehow. I hope that, that Pepperdine that tanks so you don't out. have to play Gonzaga in the semifinals. Here's the bad news. Root against Pepperdine every game. This, I'm telling you. This is why that loss was so bad, is that last night BYU lo- loses the head-to-head tiebreaker with Pepperdine. So they are not, not one, but really two games behind in terms of seeding with Pepperdine. There are only, what, five left or six left? There's six left, I believe. So if BYU goes on this run and can somehow finishes a three... And get to and get to Monday night. It's one game. It, okay. it could be crazy. Maybe BYU wins. That's probably not going to happen. But I'd like to at least feel like there's some kind of opportunity. Okay, and that's what I'm saying is the opportunity is still there. The probability it's like one percent is man. low, but the opportunity is still there. When you, Why play when the you game lose? if you're already writing it off as a loss? When like, you, yeah, let's forfeit it then. Okay, no. No, we're not going to forfeit the game. BYU's going to go and play and try and win and try and do something that's yes. really unexpected. I don't disagree on any of those things. Okay, regular season finale. Give me a more healthy Kyle Collinsworth. Give me Chase Fisher back in the lineup shooting three-pointers. Give me a more healthy Tyler Haas. Get healthy. That's the last regular season game. If Gonzaga has won the tournament, there is always a chance that that team is like, well, we're already the one seed. We're in a good place. Okay, there is a chance for a possible letdown because of that scenario. And BYU has everything to play for. They have everything to play for in that game. Okay, so right now it's win the next one. Win the next one. Try and get better. Try and get healthy for the West Coast Conference Tournament. I know that it's a minute chance. Okay, I know, but it's still a chance. It's just so small that it's it just is so disappointing. There's not, there's no, I mean, like the room for error is gone. It's gone. And it's really disappointing because the program standard for BYU is to go to the NCAA tournament. That's the standard. And it's tough because BYU is on a crash course for the NIT. There's a chance BYU doesn't make the NIT at this point. You might be talking CBI. Stop, stop no, no, it. there's a chance. Listen, there's a better chance that BYU doesn't make the NIT than that they beat Gonzaga. That's where we're at right now. And it's disappointing because BYU Hoops is a good program. They go to the NCAA tournament. They have good players. 
They produce. Okay, Jeremy. If and BYU for this doesn't make to the be NIT, a little I will shave. Disappointing. If BYU doesn't make the NIT, I will shave my head. Okay. <laughs> we might be a couple of. A, we might be a couple of. A, we're looking dudes here pretty soon. I hope. I hope. I hope Listen. I'm a weird looking dude in a couple weeks. Okay. Like, I'm, I am a weird looking dude. Oh. Oh my goodness. We had, we had discussed kind of how we were going to take this, and this has gone so far differently than what I thought. Because I'm this just, is the raw emotion. This is coming out how it needs to come this out. This is me annoyed about BYU losing to Pepperdine. Listen, if you lose to San Diego and Pepperdine, why are you going to beat Gonzaga? Unless you have the game of your life and all of a sudden the kennel, uh, something okay, just well, goes crazy. The thing is, like, yeah, like it's. <laughs> Why? Why did this team beat Stanford? Why did this team beat UMass? Stanford why do they have two RPI fifty? I'm not. I'm not saying that they are. But BYU had a lead in the second half on Gonzaga. That's losers talk about leads in the in the game. Winners talk about what happened hey, in the game, dude. Hey, bro, you call me a loser? No, that BYU <laughs> lost that game. I, I, I know. Well, we were winning. That's what I like. My high school. Hey, they, we were leading against the one team at the one time. Is BYU I'm capable? De- I'm so passionate right now and more negative than I have been in a long time because I'm just really frustrated. I think BYU has a good team. I think they have some good pieces. I think they're a quality program. And they're underwhelming, and I am frustrated. Yeah, and here's the thing. Some people— And that's what the fan base feels like right now. Everyone's frustrated. And it's understandable. People, people were coming at me on Twitter. I'll say, hey, well, how are you going to spin this one positive? I got nothing. There's nothing positive I got about nothing. this. I got nothing. BYU lost to Pepperdine twice. They're really upset about it. I know that. We're supposed to see the good the coaches in the world. are a, really upset that's about that. do at BYU TV. The good is Tyler Haas could become the number one leading scorer at BYU. That's quite the accomplishment. Kyle Collinsworth could set the triple double record. What if BYU goes to New York City again? All right, cool. Makes, make, do the best you can with this. Compete in Spokane, compete in Vegas. Win the next one against LMU. That's where we're at for me. Just let's just. Play as best you can, and it's disappointing because I wanted BYU to be at the NCAA tournament. And let's go, Tyler Hawes, huh? On his way to making BYU basketball history, Tyler Hawes is chasing Jimmer on BYU Sports Nation. 92 points away. That's four sub point, 100. 4.07 games by average away. So that would be into the Portland game. The very beginning of the Portland game if BYU can By manage average. a big game with Tyler Haas somewhere along the line. There's a chance he'll do it at home in his uh, senior regular season finale in front of that, uh, that BYU crowd. And injuries this year, man. I'm, I'm so tired that's, of talking about okay, it. Chase Fisher missed the game because he got hit by a ball in the head. Well, he, was it shot by a cannon? He, I, he got a concussion know. against what, Stanford? That's, I, I hope he's okay because that – that was disappointing that he didn't play the game. No Austin. I heard, no I heard that news and then the Martin news. I was in such a bad mood last night. Yeah, the, the, the thing is, even with those guys out, Fisher and Austin, a bang-up winder, still built bang a up Kyle Collinsworth, lead. they were still up 16, and BYU, even with injuries, feels like they should beat Pepperdine not once, but twice. Okay? At, at D. Young 1993, I wonder what your wives think of your offers to shave your heads. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope it doesn't come to that. (laughs) Our Twitter question today, what is your best possible outcome for BYU basketball hoops season at this point? It's Twitter time. At Miss Rousey. Did I say that right? I don't know. Okay, MS 
Capital R O W S E. Whatever. Haas passes Jimmer for leading scorer all time. Collinsworth gets one more triple double. Nate Austin gets a medical red shirt. Those are all really good things, and I look forward to seeing. Uh, hopefully, all three of those things there. Hopefully, BYU competes. Hopefully, BYU finishes with twenty three wins on the season. Makes a run in the NIT. Like those are those are all positives. It's not what you wanted, but you can still make something out of the season. That's my that's my see the good in the world spin off of this. At, I want the NCAA tournament though. Yeah. Yep. At Adamson Lance, everyone gets healthy for the conference tournament. Shooters get hot. We drop Gonzaga, and then the waves in the final. Listen, okay, that, that, that would be is, epic. I mean, that, that would be. That is the blue goggle finish right that there. That is blue goggle. That is the blue goggle finish, and I love it. I, it try, looks... I try and be real with you, and that's what it was, man. <laughs> that's what this segment was. There is always hope in the future. And we talk to one of the newest BYU Cougars on the football field, Akile Davis, next. Eric Mika, I miss you. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can join our conversation anytime you feel like it using the hashtag BYUSN. Tonight on BYU TV and BYU Radio, as well as tomorrow, 9 Eastern time both nights, 7th ranked men's volleyball hosts Cal Baptist. Check it out. No, there, there's no coincidence that Jerem is wearing his BYU volleyball shirt today. You know I'm repping that, man. I need a win, man. BYU <laughs> will get a win tonight against Cal Baptist. <laughs> I can all but assure that. Our Twitter question today, what is your best possible outcome for the BYU basketball season at this point? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Joining us now live from DeSoto, Texas, Akile Davis, 6'1 receiver and one of the 2015 chosen ones who just signed to play football at BYU. Akile, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Thank you for having me on. Let's start with the easy question. Why did you feel like BYU was the place you needed to be? Uh, I just connected with the coaches, and then when I uh, came on campus, I just I loved everything about it. The facilities, the academics, talked to one of the teachers. I just loved it. What, what stuck out about BYU more than other schools in that regard? Uh, the rank high in academics and the football is excelling. I know that Guy Holiday played a large role in recruiting you, and he loves Texas and Texas receivers. What's your relationship like with Guy Holiday? Uh, it's, it's great. Uh, talk to him about every week and talk about next year, the expectations, and it's great. I'm getting to know him. He's getting to know me. What did he tell you about his expectations for you? Uh, he expects me to come work hard and earn that spot. He's definitely going to give me a chance. I know that. Akile Davis joining us from DeSoto, Texas, just signed to play football at BYU, will enroll in the fall. I know you have a connection with a former BYU receiver, Margin Hooks, who has uh, developed he – has, he has a lot of fond, uh, I guess, fans here that are f- fond of him at BYU. What's your relationship with Margin, and, and did he play any sort of a role in getting you to BYU? Uh, he, he definitely did. Uh, right now, I, I see him about every weekend. We work out, go to a field, and just train, and he kind of mentors me and tells me what to expect. So is he a coach in the area? How did you meet Margin? Uh, yeah, he's a coach at uh, Woodrow. It's a school in Dallas. And uh, in the beginning, when Coach Holiday started recruiting me, he gave me his number and uh, just told me to call him and kind of get some information about the school. 
So what, and ever since then, we've just been talking. So when you first heard, hey, hey, about BYU, what did you know about BYU? <laughs> I didn't know really nothing at all. I knew it was a Mormon school, and that's about it. Now, now what do you know? Man, it's a it's a great program, uh, great school. It's just it's it's a it's a good school. Okay, so you have connections there with Guy Holiday and Margin Hooks. There are six recruits in the 2015 class from Texas. We're kind of thinking that because BYU dominated the Longhorns twice, that, that had something to do with it. <laughs> How did that game affect your recruitment to BYU? Uh, it showed me BYU can play with the, the one of the Power 5 schools, Texas, they're known for uh, big football. So for them to beat them in two years, that's that says a lot. What's the reaction uh, that you give people when you say, I'm going to BYU, and what do they say? And then what do you say after they um, say something about BYU? <laughs> Everybody asks me, you, you know what kind of school that is, right? <laughs> and I say, yeah, I'm, I'm all aware. I know about it. And I just try to tell them the good things, you know, how how big on uh, education they are and how, how good the uh, football program is. Now, Keela, you've mentioned education a number of times, so clearly it's high on your priority list. You want to be a math teacher. How did I don't think I've ever heard of a football player that wants to go to a university to become <laughs> a math teacher. How did that develop? Man, this I never really, at a young age, I, I wasn't the best at it, but progressing in the high school, I just, I don't know, I was always curious of how things work and the, uh, I don't know. I just, I'm just really interested in it. I want to learn more. What math are we talking about here? Are you talking high school math, yeah. something specific? Yeah, pre-calc. Pre-calc. Okay, I'm, I, may yeah. have to, I may have to ask you about that. That's the last math class I took. <laughs> uh, I didn't take any at BYU, so maybe you can help me out. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I don't want to take any math. I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I want to ask you about your Twitter handle, at 8 underscore golden hands. Tell us uh, what the motivation behind that is. Uh, man, for the longest, I was I was thinking thinking of something, and I mean, shoot, I think I got one of the best hands. So, golden hands. I mean, everything come my way, I'm gonna catch you. I like that <laughs> confidence. I like that. Confidence. And I just put my number in it. Okay, Akile. Now we are going to invite all of BYU Sports Nation to follow you on Twitter. We love the Twitter machine. At so eight f- underscore golden hands. Yeah, give Akile yeah. Davis a follow on Twitter. Uh, joining us from DeSoto, Texas, one of the receivers in the 2015 recruiting class is Akile Davis. When will you arrive at BYU to begin, uh, I guess, your campaign as a BYU Cougar? Um, I'm going to try to come as soon as possible, probably as soon as I graduate, come take summer school and uh, try to work out. Is that June? Yes, sir. Okay. Describe your game and maybe someone that you think you play like that people would know. I mean, I say I play like Des Bryant, really. You know, he, he actually lives in DeSoto, so, you know, I'm always watching him and seeing what he does and trying to play big and physical and attacking the ball. Are you hoping to run into him at the uh, grocery store or something? Uh, I see him I see him uh, a lot, actually. He came to our, uh, our game when we played here. He came up here. Oh, okay. Down I, the side line. I saw that he has some crazy ab workout uh, that, that's kind of trending on Twitter. Are you, are you ready to tackle the Des Bryant ab workout? Definitely. I'm going to have to go to a uh, boxing gym and, and uh, try it. Yeah, apparently you have to link up to uh, a punching bag and do all sorts of crazy stuff. But if you want yeah. to be the best, uh, those are the things that you do. 
Okay, yep. Kile, uh, what do you expect to do for BYU in your first season? What what kind of expectations has Guy Holiday laid out for you, and and how much of an impact do you plan on making? Uh, just coming in and just trying to trying to help anywhere as possible, special teams and uh, learning the plays and trying to step on the field. What do you think of Taysom Hill? Man, he's 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 a beast. Big quarterback reminds me of uh, what's that quarterback that was at Kansas State? Klein. Oh yeah, Colin Klein. Colin yeah, Klein. Yeah, reminds me a lot of him. He's got a better arm than Colin Klein. I'll tell you that. Yeah, he does. And he, he does. can he can he can juke. Uh, it'll be interesting uh, to see that relationship. I know Trey Die, who's from Texas, last year said. I'll do whatever. I'll give. I'll be the water boy for him. Whatever for Taysom Hill. Do you, do you, do you have to set that kind of precedent with the quarterback when you get here? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to reach out to him and just try to get to know him and build up that chemistry. What was the moment you knew? Okay, it's going to be BYU. I mean, you just knew in your heart and your mind that you weren't going anywhere else. Uh, probably when I stepped on campus, uh, the first day of my official. And uh, just going around with uh, Jeff, and I, I fell in love with the school. And that's what I knew. I think I know when the actual moment was. It was when we were giving you a tour of the broadcast facility. You were like, oh, I've got to be here. That was it, right? <laughs> yeah, that that was impressive. That was impressive. Going uh, behind the scenes and just learning how everything worked. That was amazing. They could, some people call us the closers. Others don't. But <laughs> I, I, I'd like to feel that that was the moment. What was signing day like for you? Uh, it, it was crazy, exciting, uh, a lot of energy, and on Twitter, a lot of BYU fans reaching out, congratulating me, and ready to see me play. There's a common theme uh, on social media with BYU fans when you talk to BYU players. Uh, we talked to a receiver last year, graduate transfer Jordan Leslie, and he's like, I, I couldn't believe the outpouring of love that I immediately got once I came to BYU. Now, what were your expectations for that, and uh, how have fans lived up to that hype now? Well, when I first even said that uh, I got offered by BYU, like thousands of people was just uh, mentioning me on Twitter saying, congratulations, hope you go here, and it, it blew my mind because I was like, wow, like this team has a big um, fan, fan base, and I loved it. Uh, I, I saw a conversation on Twitter with you and Moose Bingham, one of the uh, backup kickers here at BYU, about the number one. Is that <laughs> is that what number you want? Definitely. I'm, I'm definitely going to try to get it. I talked to Ross, and that's definitely I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to get it. Yeah, Ross Oppo is the Texas connection, and you will have plenty of those on this team. In fact, you played against BYU's freshman All-American T. John Karoma in Texas. What's your relationship with T. John? Uh, it's good. Uh, when I took my official, that's we we kind of argued for a couple hours, but uh, <laughs> it's all good. I've been playing with him against him since my sophomore year. That's when the the Soto versus Allen rivalry started. So it's great. We'll have fun together. Who was the next closest school uh, to recruit you as heavy, or maybe you would have gone there if you didn't go to BYU? Uh, Indiana, definitely. Sorry, what was that? He said Indiana. 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 Indiana, okay. Okay, Akile, BYU greater than Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah, choice. How's that, yeah. how's that for some mathematics? <laughs> That's on point. What, what do you think of the 2015 schedule, Akile? Uh, I mean, it's not an easy one, but, I mean, I, we can do it. It's, you got to. 
when you look at that as a recruit at Nebraska, at UCLA, at Michigan, against Missouri and Kansas City, how much does that factor into you wanting to come to a place like BYU? Uh, I mean, it shows that they're playing the, the best teams. I mean, Nebraska, they, they're not the easiest. And then Michigan, I mean, they're playing some big people. You said they. You can say we now, brother. You are a cougar, man. <laughs> yeah. Akile, great to talk to you. Future pre-calculus teacher and football <laughs> star at BYU. We wish you the best of luck in uh, your remaining days of high school, and we'll see you up here in the summer. Thank you. Can't wait. Akile Davis, the first of many prospects and signees that uh, we will talk to on BYU Sports Nation. Great kid, really excited. And uh, Guy Holiday said he has some Jordan Leslie qualities, if, nice. that, if that's true. He and Micah Simon are a similar size, 6'1", 185. There is one number that Akile needs to know before the football season. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. Two eleven. That one's weird. It's super weird. 211 days before BYU heads to Lincoln, Nebraska to take on the Cornhuskers at Memorial Cornhusker. Stadium. <laughs> Who are you impersonating there, Jerem? Probably Lou Holtz. By the way, Reese Davis is the new college game day host. Awesome. Two thumbs up. Chris Fowler's been unbelievably amazing. He's going to focus on play-by-play. Reese Davis steps out of the studio. Who goes into the studio with Mark May and Lou Holtz? Mm, maybe, maybe Adnan Burke. Uh... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It'll be different. But Reese Davis on College Game Day will be fantastic. Like, I'm almost more inclined to watch now because he's the guy. He's the guy. Fact. I loved watching him We have him had before. Reese Davis on BYU Sports Nation. He has been on this program. And we will have him on again. He says, at, pro- at he says program. Sorry. He says program? He says program. <laughs> I don't know if that's a troll or not. Some people say program. Oh, My goodness. grandma, Reese Davis. Let's talk some more football coming up next. How about the current state of BYU football and their lack of now a director of player personnel with Jeff Martin leaving for Colorado State? Taking application. This is BYU Sports Nation. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. The Cougar Club supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live from Studio B on a Friday. Broadcasting on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes or at BYUSportsNation.com. Coming up tomorrow afternoon, gymnastics, 3 p.m. Eastern time. I try meet with Boise State and Denver. So we've got a busy weekend. It's volleyball tonight, gymnastics tomorrow afternoon. And then in the Smith Fieldhouse, they'll take down everything and put up volleyball for 9 Eastern time. Uh, that on BYU TV as well. So a busy day. It's a busy time of year. Let's oh, refresh. Oh, yeah. Today's... Women's basketball plays in the Merritt Center tomorrow afternoon. That's right. And men's basketball plays at LMU in the afternoon. It is the pink game. So if uh, you're headed to the women's game, support breast cancer awareness, wear pink. Refreshing today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU basketball loses at Pepperdine. They're swept by the waves after an 80-74 to loss. The Cougs' RPI drops from 59-66. to Tournament hopes take a severe blow. That BYU... was the RPI update. Yeah, well... <laughs> It was Go Fast, Go Hard edition today. <laughs> BYU women's basketball, on the other hand, have now won 15 of 17 games. We'll talk to Lexi Eaton, who poured in a career-high 37 points Boom. and a career-high 14 rebounds she grabbed last night as the Cougars dominated the Lady Waves. <laughs> Are they actually the Lady Waves? <laughs> I don't waves? know. Certain teams say, yes, we're I the Lady Waves. I have no whatever's. idea. Yeah. I don't know. 
And third, Jeff Martson, BYU Football Director of Player Personnel, announcing that he is headed to Colorado State. That's a big loss for BYU because he brought such a unique dynamic to that office. He did an outstanding job, not just with this year's recruiting class, but from the minute he stepped on campus, brought that younger feel that Bronco Mendenhall, a number of coaches mentioned, and uh, very active on social media. And so, you know, losing Jeff and Zach Nyborg, those two young guys, to their respective programs, that, that hurts. But uh, the precedent has been set for someone like that to come in and pick up where Jeff left off. And that's a challenge because both those guys did a nice job. We got to know both of those guys. Uh, they were fun. They uh, were engaging. They were doing really good things for BYU. And so BYU will have to replace a, a Jeff Martin who had experience at Alabama, I believe, uh, Boise State as well. That's tough to replace. Zach Nyborg had experience at Wisconsin. What, what guys uh, can BYU pull that have had that P5 or close to P5, like Boise State, experience that can help BYU? Because BYU, to me, upped the ante with recruiting the last two years. More double minorities, is, as we've uh, called them. And Jeff Martin did a good job with his guys in his office of uh, identifying that talent. And then the coaches go recruit and get those guys or not. And so now it becomes... Who replaces him? And I have to, I have to wonder, when, he, when Jeff Martin goes to another group of five team, what happened there? When Zach Nyborg goes to a Power 5 school, I get it. It's a bigger, better opportunity, right? Probably getting paid a bunch more. It's Power 5. They have more money, all that. But when a guy goes to a, a G5, I know he has connections um, at Colorado big. State. I think that plays into it big. It's disappointing to lose a team, uh, a guy, to another group of five team. Yeah, You'd I, like to think that you're equal to Colorado State, right? So what's the draw? I, I get it. But but part of me has to wonder, okay, why why did that happen? And is that a bad sign going forward? I don't know. I don't know. BYU has set the precedent for what they want to do in that area. This is, this is a position that doesn't exist at every Division I college football program. Utah doesn't have it. They have an assistant coach to it. Morgan Scali, I believe, does it. And so Paul Tibble used to do this for BYU, the inside linebackers coach, to have a younger guy who was not LDS, who understood how this works and has done it at other big-time programs, was awesome. Who are you going to get to replace him? That's the big question. So BYU now has holes in those spots. Let's see who they fill it with. It's a priority for sure for Bronco Mendenhall and his staff to get somebody in there that they hope can do what Jeff Martson did. And we're talking about this because we want to give Jeff his due credit. We know how many hours I'm of disappointed film he he's wa- leaving because I think watched. he does a good job. And we know the type of relationships that he developed with uh, the players that are now coming to BYU. And BYU is going to reap the benefits of his hard work, which is awesome. So thank you, Jeff. We wish you congratulations on uh, your, your job opportunity and, and the move up. And we appreciate what uh, you've done for BYU Sports Nation and, and for the BYU football program. Yeah, you laid a foundation that hope you. Hopefully you build on, right? And I know there are some people uh, on Twitter kind of projecting who they think might be good in that position. Someone that's exciting. I honestly think someone that's young, they get social media. That's a huge part of this now. Jeff built a following because he would tweet. He was Twitter active in that. He engaged these young guys. I know like Micah Simon, the other wide receiver out of Texas that signed, said, no, Jeff's leaving. No, he was my guy. You know, Akile Davis felt... Um, strongly about that. So that's, that's a loss. The question becomes, how, ma- how many resources does BYU put into football to compete as a P5-like team? Because if BYU was a P5, they would have the money just flowing in to be able to do that. But since they don't, and they, ha- you ha- they have to dress like they want to be in a P5, right? So that 
are they going to pay? Are they going to invest? Are they going to do facilities? Are they going to add the people on staff that they need? That's the question. I, I wonder what direction BYU goes. Because at some point, if they decide that, no, we're not going to do that, and a P5 invite does not come, at some point you go back to a group of five conference. At some point, I don't know when that is. It could be 10 years. I don't know. It could be in two. I don't know what direction BYU wants to go and how invested they are financially in, in doing that, in competing at a P5 level before a P5 invite comes, if at all. I think they're invested. This is a weird. This is a weird stage that BYU is in right now. I I think, I feel honestly, I feel confident that because Jeff essentially wrote the job description because he was the first person to do it at BYU, a non-coach doing it. There is an expectation level, and the BYU coaches will go out and find somebody like Jeff. I'm confident that they will find a person like him because they now know what goes into that job description. The expectation level has been set. And I, I trust that BYU's football staff, led by Bronco Mendenhall, will be able to lay out what they, what they want from that guy. And so it hurts to lose Jeff, but I'm still, I'm still thinking that in our day and age, because of the social media In this dispensation wave, of BYU football. Okay, there is somebody out there that can do what Jeff did for BYU. I'm, I'm confident that they can find somebody Do you like think that. that position should be a non-LDS guy? I, no, I don't care. Just... Just go find somebody that's a good recruiter and can get people in here and get BYU excited about the program. I want it to be a non-LDS guy, a guy of another faith, because I think the guys that are LDS that want to come here are probably going to come here for the most part. And if they're not, I think that that angle for some of those guys is good. It doesn't have to be. I just think it's a bonus. Yeah. I mean, we're here to support the athletes however they come in. Okay. And Jeff brought a unique angle for sure. But if there are issues associated with that process, we will discuss those issues. Not everything will just be awesome. <laughs> I, We're not here to support no matter what. Everything is awesome. Everything yeah. is cool when you, you're part of a team. You need to go about it a certain way. Yeah. And speaking of awesome, how about the Cougar Club? For just $5, you can join the fun with the generous support of the Cougar Club. BYU's 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation And welcome to the club. An historic performance on the BYU women's basketball court last night by Lexi Eaton, helping her coach reach a new milestone. She will join us live in studio to discuss how in the world she pulled off what she did. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. My name is Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. We had one tweet come in. Oh, by the way, we're brought to the, by the BYU store, your home for authentic BYU products again. But uh, <laughs> we had one tweet come in, Jerem. That's it? Just one? That said, I appreciate Spencer Linton's Doris Day approach, but I feel more like Walter Matthau and compared you, him to Jerem Jordan. Yeah, it's been a weird day, man. <laughs> you want it to be less weird? Watch men's volleyball tonight. Shameless plug, BYU versus <laughs> Cal Baptist. 9 p.m. Eastern time. Steve Vale and I will get weird tonight. Oh, what is the best possible day, outcome for BYU men's basketball at this point? Use the hashtag BYUSN. The women's basketball team getting it done last yeah. night. Oh, man. Led by our next in-studio guest, hey, Lexi. Maybe be, be Pepperdine. 37 points and 14 rebounds. Lexi, this is after a game you scored 27 and had 13 rebounds. What the heck is going right? <laughs> A lot, apparently. Yeah, it's it's been awesome. I think I've kind of found a little bit of a groove, so it's 
been good. How did you find them? Um, well, so I was talking to Juddy last night after the game, and he said, did you feel like you were just on fire or what? And I said, well, I feel like I found the zone, but I, I felt like I didn't do anything special also. Hmm. Um, and he said, I agree. I, I feel like you played like Lexi can. And, and so that's kind of the thing is that I've been – waiting kind of for this Lexi and to come to the occasion for three years. I've been working on it, so it's been – it was good success last night. Now, this was big because Morgan Bailey uh, spent most of the first half on the bench, uh, out with two fouls after the first four minutes, and then she picked up a third late in the first half. Yeah. And it was kind of like – it was almost like you knew you needed to do something about this. Was that was that in your mind last night? Um, that thought didn't cross my mind, but obviously you have to step it up when Morgan goes out. She's a huge contributor. Um, but I felt like I just had the right mentality from the start and, uh, found the flow of the game early. So that's kind of what happened. In terms of rebounding, I mean, 14 boards as well. Where's the emphasis for you in also getting rebounds? Yeah, that comes from the mentality to just be an all-around player, and I've really focused on that lately, and that also helps my scoring. So it's a win-win for me just to hit the boards on both offensive and defensive end. So Coach Judkins pulls you out with about five minutes left. You're right at your previous career high, which was 32 points. Did you know you needed another point to set a new career high? I didn't. Some people mentioned <laughs> that to me, what? though. <laughs> they mentioned that, and I said, oh, that's interesting. But You did not say that. You're like, get me back in the game, <laughs> Coach. In. Put me in, Coach. <laughs> you did some shimmy or something on the bench. I tuned in, and I saw that. What, what was, game, what was that? Oh, jeez. Tell us about that. Yeah, apparently I got caught on camera. Uh, yeah, there are cameras there, Lexi. <laughs> <laughs> there are. Um, yeah, Kylie and I were pointing out some people in the crowd that had some awesome dance moves. Oh, here we it try- is. We are trying to copy. We are trying to copy them. <laughs> well, when you score 37 and 14, you can do whatever the heck you want on the bench. Okay. <laughs> oh, thank you. 300 wins for Jeff Judkins. You played a huge role in, in helping him get that milestone victory. Uh, what, did, what did you say to your coach last night after win number 300? I told him it was big time and – and he was quick to congratulate me right back. But Coach Judkins, he's a competitor, and and uh, we love playing for him for that reason because he loves to win, and he has the fight and the drive to put teams together that do that. Is this how you imagine the season would be after Jennifer Hampson and Kim Beeston graduated? This has been really good, 18-5. and five, You won 15-17. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think we didn't know exactly what to expect after that such high season and with Jen being gone. Um, but we knew we had really great pieces, um, and we just needed to put it together. And we have a great coach, as, as I just said, and with the system. So we knew we had uh, high expectations, but this has definitely been a good a good output for that. You host LMU on Saturday. There's still a chance that you could catch Gonzaga to at least tie for a West Coast Conference regular season title. Or win it. Especially because you get the Zags at home for the regular season yeah. finale. But uh, where are your team goals at this point in the season at 18-5 and five and 10-2 and two in conference? At this point, we're focusing on each game one at a time because they're so important. You can't lose these games to LMU and, and these other teams because we are going for the conference championship. And so we're trying to take care of business along the road and then prepping for St. Mary's and Gonzaga is, is huge. So we're looking forward to that one. Any concern um, about uh, the lack of maybe bench help in a game where maybe one or two people are off where every night you've got to be on, you and Morgan and yeah. company have to really bring it every time? Yeah, there is a concern there because obviously you can't all do it by yourself. Um, Morgan and I realize that. And so we've tried to be distributors as well as scorers and involve everybody. And 
I think the bench realizes that we can't do it on our own. And so uh, they've been trying to be more aggressive and, and we're feeding that and we want them to be aggressive. You got some big points from McKaylee Orton, who yeah. has had to step in and play some minutes because Ashley Garfield went out with that season-ending ACL tear. Yeah. So when you see somebody like McKaylee, who's a sophomore, coming in and score seven points and, and run the floor well, what does that do for your for your team when you have such high expectations? Yeah, it's huge, um, especially from McKaylee, a, a kind of a role player, but we all know that she's so athletic and so quick. And you saw that in that game last night, um, especially when she went up against those uh, those bigs last night. I knew that she was going to be quicker than them, and so I looked for her on the floor. And I think she's just starting to realize uh, what her potential can be. Can you score more than 37 in another game this year? <laughs> um, I, I think so, if I make my free throws. Are That's free throw, what I was bummed about. Are free throws about. the key to get 37? Or is well, it I, missed, I missed three last night. So How many did is you that take? where Let's we need to get critical score. on you, Lexi? Yes, it Make is. Make your free throws. Make your dang free throws. <laughs> you were four of seven. Yeah. So you let you would have had forty. I had you hit all th- have you thought about that? Oh lesson? yeah, kills me. <laughs> well, kills of course me. She has. <laughs> you go five of ten from three. You took twenty six shots. Yep. Is everyone okay with this on the rest of the team? As Jared, long she, as you're she made, hitting she, them. She made 14 of those. I know. That's pretty good. As long as you're hitting them, they're okay with that. We, we joked uh, earlier in the year about the battle between you and Morgan for leading the conference and scoring and whatnot. <laughs> what, what's the dynamic like with the two of you of, all right, we're going we're gonna to have to share the load tonight? Yeah. She, Every night. At last night, she was awesome. She was cheering me on, saying, career night, let's go. And, and we cheer each other on. We, we love playing with each other and that dynamic and – a two-man game. We love the pick and roll together, and so it's it's a ton of fun with Morgan. Here's the good thing about Morgan: she had zero points at halftime last night. Okay, reigning West Coast Conference player, she finished with 12 points and eight rebounds, and so it she doesn't need much time to get going Mm-mm. like you. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the dynamic that uh, Coach Judkins can enjoy is he doesn't have one superstar; he he has two. And so, do you do you like that designation though? Like Lexi, we need you to be the superstar. I do. I love it. I I feel like I've had that role uh, for a long time in my life, and uh, it's what I do best is attack and score. And so I'm just happy to do that for my team and get the wins. Do you uh, prepare at all for uh, high jumping after this? Because are you going to do that with track again? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't you, jumped since the end of the high jump season. So once basketball ends, then you'll be like, all right. Yep. I'll go to practice and yep, figure it out. Yep. Start up then. It's cold turkey right now. So. And you almost made the NCAA championships. <laughs> yeah. Year? Remind me. Yeah, I made regionals. Yep, placed in regionals, but missed the mark for nationals. So. Wh- what was your uh, high jump? Highest jump. My highest jump was five eleven and a quarter. Good and, you, and you were how nice. tall? I'm five ten with shoes on. Higher than. <laughs> Yeah, with shoes on? Yes. Okay. Higher than your height. That's yeah. amazing. Thank Hashtag you. falls very flop. <laughs> That's right. <Yeah. laughs> I love it. Lexi, great to have you with us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Up next on BYU Sports Station, we will recap this wild Friday show. I'm Lexi Eaton in the RB, dude. Dropping 37. Please. BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jerem Jordan on the call for men's volleyball tonight. Seventh-rate Cougars host Cal Baptist. Get yourself ready. And tomorrow and uh, Saturday night. And then gymnastics, of course, tomorrow afternoon. That is correct. Hey, today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. And it goes to Jeff Judkins. 300 wins. 300. That's, a, that's so many. Is he going to watch that movie now that he got 300? 14 seasons, 300 wins. Congratulations to Jeff Judkins. We haven't done this in a while, my friend. 
we compile our favorite sound bites from the week. Well, someone else says we don't. Okay, we as a collective group here at BYU Sports Nation gather those together and now have compiled it into a neat little gift box for all of you. Four of the five power conferences to this point have made it really clear that BYU is a power five school in terms of their scheduling. And when they're thinking about playoffs, they will schedule BYU. Yeah, so I went in in extra interviews and I'm like, hey, I I want feedback. Tell me what I need to work on. And, And a lot of the feedback that I got was just keep doing what you're doing, you know. You're in the film room. You're working hard. We saw great things. Just, just keep it up. There's no question as a coach, you, you want to be on the upside and be able to win 300 games. Proves really a couple things. One is I have great coaches, and then secondly, is I have good players. I mean, you know, you can't make chicken salad without good chicken. They're not going to see the same um, BYU team they did the first game. We're playing well right now. We've, we've got a lot better chemistry, I think, than we did. About a month ago, when we played them, so um, they won't be seeing the same BYU team. What I believe has to happen, and my vision for the program is simply: we need to play every great team we can play um, on the biggest stages possible with as much exposure. And unfortunately, right now, there's leverage from conferences to independent of we have to go on the road to do it. Bronco Mendenhall, Daniel Sorensen, Jeff Judkins, all part of our sounds of the week. Spuddy Buddy is now rocking the blue goggles. Oh. They almost fell off. He's the only one on the set with the blue goggles. (laughs) What is your best possible outcome for BYU men's basketball at this point? At Bleed Cougar Blue says, hurts to say this, NIT home game looks good unless we win the conference tournament. Hashtag train is running out of steam. Listen, you believe how many? You believe how many? Set the record, uh, Kyler. Collinsworth set the triple-double record. That would be awesome. Thanks to Keelay Davis, Lex Seaton, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. Hey, thanks to all of you that sent me pictures of trains crashing last night. <laughs> it was really nice of you. The show on demand on BYUtv.org slash BYUSN. For Jerem, I am Spencer. I promise we're still friends. It's going to be okay, dude. Dude, bro, bro, bro hug it out, man. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. Jessica Hi! Alba. What?